welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sandula and I use she, they pronouns. Hi, my name is Claire and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire Creeds. Today we are doing, um, well, first, welcome back. We have not had an episode in quite a while. Uh, we are both very busy people, um, but we are, uh, it's about to be summer and we're about to have a very, I don't know, hot girl podcast, hot, hot girl hot Star girl Wars podcast, podcast summer. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Girl Star Wars podcast summer. Um, so we'll have regular episodes weekly like we uh, used to before a hiatus. Today we are talking about Star Wars Visions. Um, I don't. We did not do an episode for season one. I don't think. Um, did we even exist? I don't know if we had this podcast <laughs> oh, no, season one, <laughs> um, which is crazy. But. Yeah, so season two of Visions, we're going to go episode by episode, just give our thoughts. Um, spoiler alert, we have good things to say. We have good things to say. Um, but yeah, let's start with episode one, Sith. I love a good woman. <laughs> I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure, hang on, I need to look. I think that every single episode was le- like, led by women specifically like majority young girls and I was like wow yeah when Star Wars is about like young girls finding their place in the galaxy which it should exactly. be about more often um but yeah I, that made me very happy and also like they all despite the fact that these were all like 15 to 20 minute shorts they all felt like so developed and I was like why can we get like this level of development on characters who are on screen for like literally 10 minutes and not from characters who are exist across like movies and television shows it's just so like such a testament to um having a variety of writers uh working for a show and bringing it all together it's you know tv right now you know star wars tv right now there's just not a lot of diversity in the writer's room, if there is a writer's room at all. Um, and so having something like this where there's so many different stories coming out of it and each one is so well developed and uh, so nuanced, even though it's only like a 10 to 15 minute short, um, is just a testament to bringing in, you know, a lot of writers, diverse writers, um into a project it's gonna be better writing in general so true anyway back to episode one um yeah it was called Sith and it's basically about this like former Sith woman um who's now like an artist but then presumably who is like her old master shows up and is like you need to like be a Sith again and she's like no I'm not doing that um and then she like basically has a moment where she's like oh both light and darkness like can exist within me and within like like her painting which is the thing that she's like working on at the start of the episode and that's how she like defeats the 
Sith Lord who comes to hunt her down. That was a horrible explanation, but like <laughs> we get the point. <laughs> the the things the like big motifs in this episode were like finding your own balance, um, which is something that you know we really get to see in across a uh, Jedi who um especially in the High Republic and you know High Republic mention number one (laughs) uh but I I thought that the way that this episode did it with the colors and having the world around this woman be physically uh altered based on how she is using the force and uh the light side is colorful the dark side is dark and then at the end her being like oh they they can both exist they can coexist um that was a really uh just such an artistic way of you know showing that motif that is so often talked about in star wars and then like making it making it new yeah that's something that we you know are not going to be able to get through live action um even through like uh prose and books and stuff that's yeah not so I love a good Star Wars animation. Yeah, it's I mean, like this is going to be true across like all of Visions and it was true in season one. It's just that like one of the best things about it is just like it's so artistic in that like all the animation styles for each episode are so different, but like both all really like beautiful. And just like even if you're not like, oh, I'm not like loving the story of this particular episode. Like it, I literally don't even care because everything looks so cool. I'm like, I will literally just watch this because it like looks cool. Um, yeah, again, like that's something that's very specific to animation too. And like, obviously, you know, I don't need to sit here and like tell people listening to this podcast that like animation is like, needs to be more valued as a medium, because I feel like if you're here, you probably already know that. Um, but it's very true. And yeah, like you said, there are a lot of things that you can do in animation that you just like can't do in live action. You can't do in like other mediums. And so I think that Visions, Vision season two and also season one did a really good job of like actually exploring those things and like really like pushing the boundaries of like what can we do in animation and how can we use like what is unique about our animation style to really support the story. And I think this episode did a really good job of that because you know, all the, like, artwork and the painting and stuff all was, like, very directly linked to, like, her character and, like, the sort of, like, ongoing overarching struggle in Star Wars between, like, light and dark and, like, good and evil. Also, this episode featured a, um amazing little droid uh who I'm literally obsessed with I got so many people were like oh my gosh Sage have you seen visions yet there's a little there's a little guy in the first episode that you're gonna be obsessed with and I was like oh okay like haha funny and then he first appeared and I was like oh wow oh wow where can I get one um but yeah yeah there were kind of a lack of droids in this season but that's fine to be quite honest, I had my one my one little guy. There was also a droid in episode four that was also like a dog, and I loved him. That is true. That is true. That was so adorable. Episode four, can't wait to get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to episode two. 
Uh, episode two is my favorite episode. It's titled Screechers Reach. Screechers Reach. Um, I believe it's from an Irish studio. I could be wrong. Uh, but I will say, I think that this season, in in my opinion, I like this season a lot better than last season. Um, and I think it's because the stories were so, like, season one, the stories are very diverse as well. This season, though, I think that something about having studios, animation studios from around the world versus just one country is very obviously going to create more diverse storytelling um and that was very very prominent in this season which was super awesome screechers reach a young girl a young girl story are you kidding me and then first of all why was i a little scared why was i a little bit a little bit terrified of um when they go into this cave basically the story is about this girl and her friends and they are in very poor work conditions uh and they go follow this girl to uh a cave to find a witch and she has this little amulet and she speaks to it and throughout the whole thing you can be you can kind of guess like oh she's force sensitive oh she's trying to reach for the forest and then she does uh she she uses the forest to kill this witch super awesome so such a crazy scene uh the animation was insane and then you know you think that this girl is like gonna be a jedi right uh and then her amulet lights up red and you're like oh damn it's the dark side oh no uh she doesn't know what she's getting into and then she sees this sith come come to her um and is in to take her away and to train her as a Sith apprentice and she knows exactly what she's doing and I was just like wow we always get these stories of uh you know people joining the Jedi and stuff like that but someone joining the Sith of their own volition you know and it being a little girl also not to dunk on any other Star Wars properties, because I would never do that. But in this 14-minute short, um, a story about a, a young girl becoming a Sith apprentice had more character development, more story, more more structured narrative than the entire novel of uh, a Legends novel that I won't name. Um, but I've talked about it many, many times on this podcast because it's one of my enemies. Um, but yeah, so if you ever want, if you ever find yourself um, getting hired to write a Star Wars novel about a Sith apprentice, um, check out this one. Check out this this story. It's very good. And of course, you know, I'm looking up who the writer was for this episode. It's not telling me. The director was actually a man. Ooh. Yeah, I also loved this episode it was definitely one of my favorites um I just like the whole like I I always love a good story where it's like young person who is growing up in not the greatest conditions kind of has to like find their own way out which obviously there's a lot of room for that in Star Wars because like there's a lot of bad stuff going on a lot of bad situations to kind of escape from but yeah I thought it was a very like unique take on that and I also I I love the part where like she 
her and her friend and she's like I I wish that I could just like get out of here and he's like if you say see your way out like you should take it and not look back and then like at the end she like looks back to him and he like nods at her and I was like wow friendship is so wonderful <laughs> um, but yeah I just love it and I yeah I thought that like in terms of like the uh, like the design of it I guess the scenes like in the cave where there's like this like weird like ghostly witch were so good and yeah it was it like I like how it kind of leaned into like the horror elements of like the Sith because I think that that is something that like Star Wars should do more of um into like it more generally like exploring different genres I think Star Wars is a lot of times at its best when it really leans into like different genres outside of just like very classic sci-fi and or like fantasy because that's what it kind of started out as and so I really liked those scenes where they were like in the cave and it was like creepy and there's like this weird like looming presence very true very true sorry I'm looking up something and I'm really shocked at (laughs) some of the things that are happening right now (laughs) um (laughs) anyways uh yeah Screechers Reach 10 out of 10 episode loved it so much um episode three wow favorite episode (laughs) episode three in the stars what can I say a sisterhood story in Star Wars I am always gonna like it I am always gonna like it (laughs) I was literally saying I think I even like tweeted this I was like all like any story about like sisterhood is always going to be my favorite but like I don't have any sisters like I don't know why I I have two older brothers like there is nothing about like <laughs> sisterhood that has anything to do with my life but like anytime there are sisters in like any media but specifically in Star Wars I'm like this this is hitting um but yeah this was definitely my favorite episode it's about these two sisters who basically live on this planet where the empire like showed up and like took all their resources and like poisoned their land and their air and like set up their big factories whatever and so they're basically like the last of their people still living on this planet and they had their mother was force sensitive and basically went off to go like fight the imperials but she ended up being killed and then they the younger sister is like we need to like follow and like use the the powers that she had to like continue the fight against the empire and like I know we can defeat them and the older sister is more like no we just need to like keep ourselves survive and like do what we can because like if our mother wasn't strong enough to fight them then like how are we going to and then they have to like in she has to infiltrate the like imperial facility to get more fresh water for them to drink and then her younger sister basically like follows her there and so they end up having to like fight to save her and then she's like, no, like, I promise we can defeat them. And then the Imperials capture her and they're like, we're going to throw you off a cliff. And then her sister, like, uses the force and saves her. And then they both use the force together to, like, destroy it. And then, like, all the, like, smog and, like, poison, like, goes away. And then their, like, plants start blooming again. And they can see, because they use these, like, paints that, like, only appear in starlight. And they can see, like, into the stars. Anyway, so good. 10 out of 10 no notes greatest thing I've ever watched maybe um I did I love like because we get the whole story of this planet and of their family through this scene towards the beginning and it's all told through like their like magical paints and I was like this is so like this is this is what television should be actually 
Um, and yeah, like I said, I just love a good story about sisterhood, especially because like the the older sister is really like try doing everything she can to protect her younger sister, even when she's like kind of getting herself into these like dangerous situations because she really wants to fight the empire. And it's not that the older sister like doesn't want to fight the empire it's just that she's more like we just need to like focus on like surviving and like not getting ourselves killed by imperials but then of course they have to like come together to defeat the empire i don't know i just thought it was so great and i love their relationship and their characters um and just like the the like bond between them because like you said we don't get enough stories about like sisterhood in star wars and by not enough i mean like it it like it never happens <laughs> like i could probably count on one hand um and so i love that they like took their opportunity to tell a story about sisterhood and also like motherhood because they're following in like their mother's footsteps and just like women and girls in general loved it so good i think this story is a perfect example of um what we kind of talk about on this podcast a lot is that, you know, this, the story in of itself is about family and it's about defeating the empire um, and, or like just in general, even broader um, overcoming and defeating, fighting against oppression. Um, And so this is something that we've seen so much of in Star Wars and yet it seems so new. Um, and something that Star Wars has never done before. Uh, and one, it is, you know, it's animated, it's a short, but it's also from a um, Chilean animation studio. And you can see, and the uh, director is Chilean, and you can see the the influences of the, their culture within this story. Um, and, you know, that is something that is is threaded throughout Star Wars. We saw it a little bit in, in different various shows and books and comics that have come out recently, but um, not to uh, this magnitude, I think. And um, the success of, these sh- of this show, of these episodes, should show, uh, you know, Star Wars, Disney, story group people who are hiring for Star Wars, that diverse stories um, are hitters. They hit so good. Maybe we should make more of them. Overall, this episode was 10 out of 10. Um, Moving on to episode four, I Am Your Mother. Mm, This is a close second place for me. Uh, Anyone who knows me knows I'm, I'm obsessed with a good motherhood story. Um, basically this is about a young girl, her name is Annie and she's a a pilot in training and her mom was a pilot and she is a little bit embarrassed by her mom because she's very clingy and kind of dramatic over the top. Um, and who, what young girl is not embarrassed by their mother sometimes, but then her mom follows her to this um this race it's basically like pod racing and they she says no we're going to we're going to join the race together it's a mother daughter race we're doing this and mm-hmm. they get to race against um many groups but more prominently another mother daughter duo 
so now we have two mother-daughter duos and um two very different types styles of uh parenting and one of them is obviously not great and uh and they lose the race but um annie and her mom they win the race and their relationship is uh tested and also grows during this episode uh and it's just kind of a cute story in general also their twi'lek pilots and in the background of this episode annie the girl has a poster of harrison doula on her wall um maybe i cried <laughs> maybe i sobbed because wow just thinking about harrison doula's impact in general um and also who doesn't have a poster of harrison doula on their wall i know i do <laughs> absolutely yeah and the fact that like you said like it's not only like a young girl having another female pilot to look up to, but also them both being Twi'leks and like Harris and Dula literally being her inspiration. But yeah, I also, I love this story because like, you know, a lot of the other episodes were very like, oh, and, and like people standing up to fight the empire, people fighting the Sith. And this one was literally just like a girl and her mom having a fun little race together. And I like it because like, you know, obviously those stories about like, fighting back against evil are really important too but sometimes it's nice to just have a story where they're just like having a good time um especially when it's like young children like we see a lot of like horrible things happening to children in star wars like all the time um and it can get really overwhelming so it was nice to just have a little story where like the stakes were literally just like winning a class project basically um but I was like, I'm having a good time and like nothing horrible and traumatic is happening to this young child. And that's really nice to see sometimes. I just want to point out, I'm as a, as we're recording this, I'm looking up um, these studios and the studio that did this episode also made Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, there's a second Chicken Run? Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Oh, it's in post-production. It's coming out soon. Oh, my God. It can run. <laughs> oh, my God. And flushed away. Not flushed away. I flushed away? A staple in my childhood? <sighs> wow. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, off-topic. Um. Okay. Anything left to say about I Am Your Mother? It was great. Loved it. Loved it. 10 out of 10. IMDb, please fix your website. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> IMDb, if you're listening. Um, okay. We have uh, episode four. No. Episode f- four or five. Are we on five. four or five? We're on episode five. Um, Journey into the Dark Head. Um, this was... This one's at the bottom of my list. I'm not saying that's not good. It's all these episodes are great. This one is not my favorite. It is my least favorite. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, this episode was about um this pilot and this like young Jedi kid who basically are are like teamed up together to go. They they want to like destroy this statue that because there's this like war going on between the Sith and the Jedi and the Sith are winning and they're like maybe if we destroy the statue like it can turn things in our favor and like maybe bring an end to this war 
Um, and the Jedi has lost a master to a Sith Lord who was basically like, you're really angry. Um, come find me later and you can be my apprentice and like join the dark side. And so as they're trying to destroy the statue, the Sith Lord shows up and is like, hey, Vesti, do you want to like be my apprentice now? Um, and then he's like, no, but then the basically the like light and dark in these statues starts like mixing together. And it's a, another like, oh, darkness and light are going to have to coexist. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have no chance of like fighting back against the Sith. I like this one. Um, I like. I liked the team up between the the Jedi and the pilot girl. I thought they were very slay. Um, and yeah, again, like it's it's similar to with the first one. I like the kind of like the like light existing doesn't mean that darkness has to not exist and vice versa. Um, but there like there has to be a balance and like seeing, you know, the consequences of like when darkness overpowers light and that like it's important to keep fighting back especially for this jedi who like like i said lost a master and is really like not in a good place um i forgot what i was saying oh yeah he was in a really dark place and makes a new bestie and like they get to have a fun little adventure together and he gets to defeat a sith lord and like basically overcome the like fear that he has been feeling since his master died i think i, I like the I liked the uh, the other, I don't know it, what it would be called, force, like a force group, um, a non-Jedi force group with these girls who like look at the stones to see like the future and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm always here for a force group that is not the Jedi or the Sith. Uh, it really just broadens the world of Star Wars. Um and I like the full circle moment at the end where this this young girl is like, oh, actually, that one that one uh, vision that I had in my childhood, that was actually me. Um, that was cool. I just love when girls girl boss, you know. Okay. Yeah, overall, I just think that. I don't know. I think that like we've been saying, these stories are very diverse and um, in in story and in uh, animation and everything. But um, this one I felt like was more connected to the themes that were more prominent in season one. Like it felt, it really felt like something that belonged in season one. Um, and I mean, obviously, I'm not saying like, oh, this shouldn't have been in this season. Um, but yeah, I think compared to the other episodes in this season, this one was a little bit more out of place than the others. And episode six, okay. Episode six, <laughs> the essays, um, The Spy Dancer. This episode, I will say, at first I was like, what is happening? And then... By the end of the episode, I was like, I want a full movie, actually, about this woman. Uh, the Spy Dancer is about a woman, and she is this famous dancer, and she's performing a show, and at the beginning, she has a, an assistant, and she is uh, also a dancer, but is not a part of the main um, 
dance that's happening, the main entertainment. But she is placing trackers on all these stormtroopers from the Empire who are coming to watch the show. And we're kind of like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, they're definitely doing something for the Rebellion, blah, blah, blah. And then we we kind of get this. This is almost a mother-daughter story. I mean, it's, it is a mother story. But these two people have a, a mother-daughter relationship almost. And she um, she's kind of like, the young girl is like, oh, I want to help. And the spy dancer is like, no, this is my thing. I have to do this. And then as she's dancing, she sees an Imperial officer. And she kind of has a little bit of a moment. And she's like, hey, we all need to leave. We need to get out. Everyone who is helping me with this rebellion, you guys need to escape. And the young girl is like, what's going on? She's like, just leave, just leave. And she does. Um, and then the spy dancer has a slay moment in which she tries to kill this officer um, in the middle of her dance. And then she realizes it's not who she thought it was. And so then she's like, oh, oops. And they're like, oh my God, she's part of the rebellion. Get her. And there's a huge fight scene. And it's so good. Um, and then the the young girl assistant comes back to help her. So, so true. So mother-daughter. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and eventually we get up, we have the scene at the end where we find out that the officer that was there is actually the spy dancer's long lost son. And he was taken um, from, by the Empire and forced to conform to the uh, forced to conform to the Empire's requirements um, of being, you know, a human. Um, and it's really kind of horrible and disgusting and atrocious and the mother the spy dancer is like you can you have a way to find me now I will find you wherever you are if you ever can get out get out and I'll be here for you even though he is has been in imperial for probably 20 years and has probably committed great atrocities uh against people but she is his mother and she will she will um always be there for him and i thought that was really emotional and i was tearing up yeah the scene where they're like fighting and then she just hugs him i was like oh this is really hitting i yeah. also just like the fact that she's a dancer one made for the fight scenes were like really cool like i was like oh my god this is crazy but also like I feel like this episode did a really, really good job of sometimes, sometimes, and this is not exclusive to Star Wars, although we do see it there, it's, like, fe- they act like, like, femininity and strength have to be, like, mutually exclusive. Like, we see, like, the, like, quote-unquote, like, strong woman characters have to, like, be more masculine. Um, It's not all the time, but, like, it is very frequent. And so I love that she was, like, an extremely feminine character and also a mother, um... And also had this very, like, nurturing relationship with the other girl that was with her. 
But then, like, when it came down to it, she was like, but also I'm going to kill some Imperials and, like, look good doing it. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I love to see that. Um, And yeah, it was just, like, so yeah, this one was really emotional. A lot of them were really emotional, honestly. But, like, this one in particular, um, especially when we see, like, the flashbacks to when, like, she had her child literally stolen away from her by the Empire and, like, was completely powerless to fight back. And now she is in a place where she, like, has the strength to fight back. But she, like, still all she wants is to save her child. And it's, like, and she's kind of in this place where, like, maybe it's too late, but also, like, I'm going to make sure that, like, if he wants to get out, like, I'm there for him. And I just, I just love that. It was so good. I don't remember her name. I don't remember anyone's name, honestly. Neither do I. That's the issue with having shorts. Yeah. Is that- <laughs> Every episode, I'm like, and then this one woman, and then, like, that other girl. And I'm like, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The Spy Dancer, 10 out of 10. That's <laughs> an episode. Um, and then are we on seven? Yes. Episode seven, The Bandits of Galak. Okay. First of all, I know all the animation in the season is insane. This one in particular, I was like, I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so gorgeous and so beautiful. Um, but yeah, this is uh, again about a a young girl. Wow, it's almost like we have a theme going on here. Um, a young girl and her brother love a good sibling story. Um, and she is this young girl is a force sensitive, and her brother is not. And uh their their town had been raided, um, presumably, and they're escaping on a train. And then the young girl, she's very young, and she uh has a little oopsie daisy moment where she shows everyone that she can use the force and then people start chasing her down it's not going well her brother comes in for the rescue they help each other out and they both escape into this town they meet some other people who are in this like like walled no it's not even a town it's like one building and it's a there's an old woman there and suddenly the town is raided by an inquisitor yes yeah sure um (laughs) and and then and then the old woman ends up being a jedi and beats the shit out of this guy and it's great and then takes and then ultimately takes the girl to be a jedi to go train um to smuggle her out of this place that is imperial occupied and she has a the young girl has a very um sad but also like just emotional all over the place moment with her brother and he has to let her go and um again oh my gosh this is such a cantum sigh moment to love is to let go uh but yeah i love a good sibling story um it is again there are so many themes and motifs uh and tropes from the like og star wars you know that is like slithering itself into these visions episodes um but are done in such a dramatic and cinematic way that is unlike anything we've ever seen 
I should I love this episode it's really cute yeah I agree I think that a lot of episodes this season but this one in particular like I think that these creators do a really good job of like understanding what the important themes in Star Wars are and how to like use them in a in a story that is very unique but also feels very Star Wars like I, I like watching every vision thing I'm like this feels like Star Wars even though it's like nothing that we've ever seen in Star Wars before but in the like storytelling and themes and characters it it feels it fits so well as a part of that universe even though like most or not most of them all of them aren't even canon but like still still feel very like in universe um yeah I also loved the animation and just like the design in this one like you were saying earlier like I think that that is one of the benefits of bringing in studios from all over the world is that you can see like different pieces of international cultures in a way that like has like never been seen in Star Wars before and the way that they like merge that with the like already existing like aesthetics and styles of Star Wars like the design for the Inquisitor in this episode was so good like I was like wow like that is art right there um and just like the entire like the entire atmosphere in this one like the the like village that they you know seek shelter in um and everything felt very like lived in I guess um despite the fact that it was such a short amount of time that we're spending in these locations it felt very like it felt very much like its own world that had been like meticulously created and well thought out and like the individual characters had a lot of thought and care and attention put into them um yeah I I I also just love this one and I love this little girl and I hope she's well (laughs) thinking about her Where was her book and her comic series and her movie? No, I'm like, like we got a novel last season. Like, let's let's get on that again, please. Um, yes, Bandits of Glock. That is a a ten out of ten. Um, next episode, we're on episode eight, The Pit, starring David Diggs. <laughs> I love it. Cast I love for these. Like everyone, I would look up the cast and I was like, oh, that's why I recognize like everyone's voice. Like, mm-hmm. um, oh my God, which one? I think it was Journey to the Dark Head. I was like, all of these people sound really familiar. And then I looked them up and I was like, oh, it's because I know who every single one of these people is. from <laughs> like the most random other things. Um, but yeah, it's starting to be digs. I can't. <laughs> the pit was one of the I I do I do think this one was one of the more emotional episodes but for a different reason I was just like oh my god I I really love when Star Wars actually shows how I want to frame this in a really in a really nuanced way how these oppressive forces actually affect people because you know we see in the original trilogy for example oh, the Empire is super bad and super awful. Okay, but what are they doing? Like, the one thing that the Empire actually does is blow up the planet, is blow up Alderaan. Um, And I would say that the full breadth of how horrible the Empire is is not explored very much. Um, And and then until we had something like Andor. Uh, that was amazing. That was perfect. We we've talked about Andor quite often, so I won't bring it up anymore. But um, even things like like Obi Wan Kenobi, which is taking place during the reign of the Empire, 
a lot of what we see is like focused so much on how the empire has affected the Jedi order um, or specific Jedi in general. And, and obviously that makes sense because the Jedi are victims of genocide because of the empire and we should be telling those stories. Um, but it does kind of make the empire look microscopic um like we're looking through a magnifying glass and so episodes like the pit um about just like these common people who are enslaved by this empire to do their work and then are just left behind to die yeah yeah i would say that's an important story to tell um and anyways basically the episode is about this uh young boy who is um in- enslaved and they in these people are mining kyber uh off of this abandoned planet and as they mine kyber the empire creates a large city nearby this huge pit that they're mining in and once they have enough kyber once they've hit literal bedrock uh the empire leaves them there and this young boy is like we need to get out we need to find a way out of here we can't just we're just left here to die we have to find our own way out uh and in this uh in his efforts to leave he also is talking to a young girl uh, a very small child um and what is the thing that he says to her (laughs) oh he says like um like follow the light or like find your light or something like that yeah something about light yeah something about light um and it it obviously has a huge impact on her he escapes gets to the city uh tells everyone what's going on tells everyone there's a a huge pit of people who are left to die um who basically built their city for them and they kind of are like what's going on there's stormtroopers and imperials everywhere who are silencing this man and they throw him back in the pit and he dies very sad um and this young girl is left there and sees that he's died and everyone is like no one's here no one's coming for us that was like our last hope and they're basically given up until this girl kind of realizes no we can't give up yet yes this boy died but we can still do something and they start shouting from the bottom of the pit until these townspeople hear them and basically help with their escape um and yeah again another girlhood story uh super great but yeah this episode was definitely one of the darker ones in tone um and I absolutely loved it I thought it was really great yeah I think that having again like a young girl be the focus of this episode was very important because children are capable of experiencing hope in ways that a lot of times adults aren't just because it's it's like how the reasons that children are often viewed as like naive or like they don't know any better but also like they like she is the one who is remaining hopeful when literally all the adults surrounding her are like no no one's coming for us she's the one who's like we still have a chance to get out of here um And that's, like, we see that across Star Wars with, like, when we do have young children as characters, which is why a lot of times I wish we had more of that, because what a lot of people are like, oh, they're, like, they're so young and naive and, like, 
they're making all these stupid mistakes, whatever, but it's actually like the greatest asset of these characters to be the ones to inspire hope in like the people around them who are older and have sort of like not always like given up necessarily, but are just like starting to lose that hope. And so to have this young girl be the one to like remind people that they have to keep fighting to get out of there was like a really great moment and a really good display of like why having children in these stories is so valuable and how like children can play a unique role in a story that an adult couldn't necessarily fulfill. And that's why it's important to have like, like I love like, and this is a strength of the High Republic too, is we have characters across like all age ranges. Like we have like older characters and we also have very young characters. And then we have sort of everyone in between and all of them have a very different perspective on the galaxy and like just everyday things. And so I love when like we kind of bring characters from different age groups together because you can see how like each different like generation has their own things that they can bring to a story that make it more interesting than if everyone is like a 30 year old (laughs) yeah so true um yeah I would say like even I don't know never mind I don't want to be a hater um (laughs) and guys I'm turning a new leaf I'm trying not to be a hater anymore how many times have you been on this podcast and been like I'm not gonna be a hater anymore since episode one <laughs> since episode one um i am i'm big enough to not say that i'm not gonna be a hater anymore because i know that i will be. <laughs> <laughs> um well i'm trying to have a character growth moment okay could not be me. could not be <laughs> <laughs> this is why nobody listens to this podcast <laughs> um let's skip to our last episode i Oh my god, this was my close second favorite. So good. This episode is called Aru's Song. Um, and it's about okay, first of all, the IMDB description of it is stupid and I don't like it. Anyway. I <laughs> know I was reading it too. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I just hate it. Anyway, so let me describe it better. Um so it's about this girl, another young girl. Wow. <laughs> wow, we love to see it. Um and she basically, so basically the world that we're in, um, this one actually had a little like thing at the beginning that was like, here's what's going on. I was like, thank you so much because I am confused most of the time. Um, and so basically all the kyber crystals have been like turned by the Sith. So they're all like red now and they're all like overtaken by the dark side I guess and so Jedi have the ability to like purify them again um but it takes a lot of work and so the people of this planet are like mining them so that they can be purified and there's this girl and she like basically like the crystals sing to her and she like sings back but her father is always like please stop singing to them because whenever you do it like has negative consequences like it like later on we see like she's singing in the mine and then it like collapses and the one that he's like holding burns his hand and then this jedi woman who i would literally die for shows i am so obsessed with her i literally was like where's your novel where's her novel actually though like true if they make any if they make any novel for this season yeah especially because this episode did start with like a little like backstory to the world I was like so where's the novel (laughs) um but she's basically like 
okay, yeah, like keep mining the crystals and I'll keep doing my best to purify them. Um, and then the little girl like goes down into the mines while everyone is working one day and starts singing and the mine like collapses and her father is like, hey, you gotta like be more careful. I loved him actually. The description on IMDb says he's loving but stern and I'm like, he wasn't even that stern. He was just like, hey, like bad things happen when you sing because like in his experience that's what happened anyway that's beside the point though um and so then but then like she realizes and the jedi had also said something to her earlier in the episode that she like has a connection to these crystals and like that is why they sing to her and that's why she like feels the urge to sing back um and so then the jedi is like you can be the one to help us purify these crystals um but you're gonna have to like come with me basically and I'll train you and then she has to like like go with her or she has to she gives her the choice basically of like you could stay here with your father or you could come with me and and like I can train you basically um you know typical Jedi stuff um and she does end up going with her yeah once again like it's always emotional when it's like you have to kind of like go off away from your family to sort of like pursue your own calling um but I do like that and the other episodes that did this did this as well very much emphasize that like it is a choice so sorry to all the people that are like the Jedi like kidnap babies I'm like that never happened guys that literally never happened (laughs) happened it's so embarrassing I'm like you know who does do that um the Sith Sith. anyway (laughs) um but yeah, so she does end up going off. I just love, and this is like similar to what we're saying with like the first episode. And I think in the stars, we talked about this too, like the use of art in storytelling. And in this case, it was music um, because I think that it can be like very, very powerful to tell stories through art. And so using like music as like, and also like higher public moment the force is a song oh my god avar chris oh my god so yeah i just love that and i also loved awu she was really cute and she slayed i loved okay random little scene that i thought was really cute was when she was like at her little job where she like bathes the little animals i don't know what they were called and she like pulls the little like um like bug off of him and like returns it to its little habitat i was like man you're so cute. I love you. <laughs> the way that this story was about a little girl who was told not to use her voice and then had to find a way to show that she could use her voice and in a very amazing um way. Oh my god. Stop. Like literally what are you doing? Star Wars is so good sometimes. Like I was watching this whole season I was watching and I was like God, I love Star Wars. I love it so much. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it, it was an amazing episode to close out the season. Uh, and I, if anything gets, you know, if there's a novel or comic series based off of this epi- this season of Visions, I hope it's this episode. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a 10 out of 10. Obsessed. The animation was amazing too. So cute um I'm gonna need like plushes of all of them actually <laughs> oh my gosh I would buy that so fast oh anyways Galaxy's Edge merch Galaxy's Edge merch team how do we get on you 
No, literally, I have so many ideas. Like so many ideas. I have a nubs. I got nubs uh, on May fourth when I went. Anyways, I love High Republic merch. Nubs capitalism. Nubs capitalism. The only capitalism I support. Exactly. Uh. Anyways, yeah. Overall, Vision season two, an amazing show. Hope they make a season three. Um. And I hope that Star Wars continues to use um, and uh, employ uh, various studios from around the world to create content for them, to create art for them, um, because that is how, you know, we get these amazing and diverse stories, stories that so many people can connect to. Um, and yeah, also the success of the season uh, Maybe that's going to show some people that stories about women and girls uh, and sisterhood and motherhood are actually really good and can make you money. That's the dream. The day Star Wars realizes that, my life will improve drastically. So true. I was actually talking yesterday about this show um, and how it is about women and girls. And I was talking about Forces of Destiny because I want Star Wars to bring back uh, Forces of Destiny so badly. And listen, listen, they already have a Visions comic series. I'm not reading it, but um, I have the first one. Um, but if they literally were like, hey, let's make a Forces of Destiny. Oh my gosh, who should we put in it? What girls can we put in it? There's an entire show right here nine episodes nine different amazing women you can make stories about um anyways yeah that's the pitch for the episode for bring back forces of destiny <laughs> we're so good we're so good at being podcasters we didn't say anything that much bad stuff this whole episode too i know i wonder why <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the show we're reviewing is really good Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, if you have any girl bosses you'd like us to do an episode on, you can send those in as well. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.